When he finished his talk, Alois turned to the audience. There were nearly one hundred guests in attendance, which usually assured a lively discussion. Alois, frank and commanding, with a stout face, coiffed moustache, piercing gaze, and immense stature, waited confidently. But no one spoke. Had they not understood him? Sensing an uncomfortable silence, the chairman intervened. So there, respected colleague Alzheimer, I thank you for your remarks. Clearly, there is no desire for discussion. It was the third of November, nineteen o six. Doctor Alois Alzheimer, a psychiatrist in Munich, was at the Southwest German Psychiatrists' Meeting in Tubingen to describe a fifty-six-year-old woman with a peculiar and unexplained mental disorder. Her name was Augusta Data. Augusta had been brought to Alzheimer four years earlier by her husband Karl, a railroad worker who had spent the last eight months watching his wife's behaviour deteriorate. The couple had been married for twenty-eight years, had one daughter, and were living a normal, healthy, and happy life together. But things changed when Augusta became inexplicably paranoid about the relationship between Karl and their female neighbour. More disturbing still was Augusta's severe decline in memory. She was the epitome of a good German housewife. And so it struck Karl as highly unusual when she started neglecting her housework and making mistakes in the kitchen. Over the next few months, Augusta wandered aimlessly round their apartment, hiding family possessions and speaking ominously of death. Her delusions resulted in panic when she started to believe that a carriage driver was trying to break into the apartment. Karl was bewildered. At the time, illnesses like this were extremely uncommon in someone of Augusta's age, and overall rare in the population. Because living much beyond your sixties in 1901 was a rarity in itself. At a loss, Karl took his wife to one of the most highly regarded psychiatric clinics in the world, the Asylum for the Insane and Epileptic in Frankfurt, which had a nickname indicative of the attitudes towards mental illness at the time, the Castle of the Insane. Augusta's illness is the first reported case of what we now know as Alzheimer's disease, the most common cause of dementia. Dementia is an umbrella term encompassing a constellation of brain disorders, such as vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia, and frontotemporal dementia, all of which involve a gradual loss in several aspects of cognition, including memory, language, attention, orientation, and problem solving. It often manifests as personality changes, depression, paranoia, agitation, delusions, and even hallucinations. The sheer breadth of faculties under assault fosters much confusion when faced with an Alzheimer's victim. This was certainly true when it came to my grandfather. His four children, including my father, never truly accepted his diagnosis. They maintained that Abbas could be a curmudgeonly and somewhat eccentric character. They only recognized the term Alzheimer's as something abstract, a hazy miscellany of a crumbling mind. Our family certainly had little concept of a cause of dementia. Let alone the existence of dementia subtypes. We know now that to say someone has dementia is like saying they have cancer without identifying which type of cancer. And so, just as melanoma is a type of cancer, Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. We now know that Alzheimer's is distinguished from other dementias by its unique effect on parts of the brain that control thought and memory, as well as its characteristic pattern of structural and chemical changes that can be seen with brain imaging and post-mortem examinations. Appearing as catastrophic nerve cell death and plaques and tangles of toxic proteins scattered throughout the brain. Plaques, in pure biological terms, are sticky proteins that clump together in the spaces between nerve cells. 
Tangles are also clumps of sticky proteins, but they form inside nerve cells and are more thread-like in appearance. Both are thought to be a kind of molecular garbage that distorts healthy brain function and ultimately leads to Alzheimer's. In truth, however, we're still not entirely sure what they are, why they form, or how they cause the disease. This urgently needs to change. According to the World Health Organization, Alzheimer's is now estimated to account for 70% of all cases of dementia. But it took a long time to get this far. For centuries, mental illness was thought to be the work of spirits and gods. In the book of Deuteronomy, the ancient Hebrews interpreted disordered thoughts as a curse from God for all who disobey him. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of mind. Dementia was so poorly understood it was regarded along similar lines. Those who had it were mad or just foolish.